0: From KQED.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel.
0: I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra.
1: And we're the hosts of The, the Cooler, Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary.
2: This week, we're processing what exactly happened on the season finale of Girls and sharing our best and worst season
0: finales. We'll also be unpacking the profound silence of Kendall Jenner and other famous people. You don't really say much.
1: Also on the agenda, a warning to all the winos out there, you're not drinking what you think you're drinking, so be careful. Also, a beautifully worded takedown of Rachel Dolezal and a few reasons why you should give Harry Styles a chance.
2: Hmm, should I? You should. Okay, guys, so this Sunday I spent my afternoon or evening doing something that a lot of people did. Ooh. This is a family <laughs> podcast, Jamidra. Well, this activity didn't involve my husband. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I spent this Sunday watching the season finale, oh, series finale of Girls. Oh. As did I. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was disappointed.
1: Yes. I think it could huh. all be captured in the sound of,
2: hmm. hmm was just, I was six years
1: and
0: that's what we got wait so this is the general trend online that people are quite disappointed and betrayed i don't know
2: that everybody is but i know i was quite underwhelmed
1: my thing with books tv shows movies i want to see or read the entirety of it even if i don't like it in the beginning just so i can have the informed opinion like i've seen every episode and i can definitively say i didn't like it Mm. and with girls There were some moments, like the specific episodes where it's a bottleneck, where it's just like Lena Dunham with one other person Mm -hmm. in their apartment and Mm -hmm. none of the rest of the world exists. Those kinds of episodes were hits for me, But other than that, most of these episodes end and I'm just like, what is she trying to do? I don't get it. They are
0: diffuse, for sure. And I think with the bottle episode, you're talking about American Bitch, right, from this most recent season, Uh which is the episode where Lena Dunham's character, Hannah, goes to the apartment of a famous writer who is being accused of predatory behavior around young women Mm -hmm. on his book tours. And it's disturbing and funny. And I think even if you don't like girls, you should watch this half an hour of TV, because it's great.
1: And if you like prosthetic penises, you'll oh, also think oh, that's great. Oh, thanks for
2: spoiling it. Are we sure that was a prosthetic? I don't...
1: Yeah, I do want to believe
2: that. I just... I'm, I'm going to I read that, three but...
1: pieces on it. Okay. How they selected it, mm. it, if he got to keep it. Got it. Pieces, did, he, eh? did he? he? did not get to keep it.
0: <laughs> Someone but, on staff.
1: But a lot went into the dimensions and all of that.
0: I think got that it. should be
2: an upcoming cooler podcast.
1: <laughs> a segment. <laughs> Fake penises of pop culture. But you know,
2: I agree with you because one of my favorite episodes of the season was the episode with Marnie. Yes. When she had ah, sort of yes. like that sort of capsule episode and it ended with her having an affair, spoiler alert, cheating on her husband and thinking that, you know she had found this like exciting love and then she realized oh there's a reason he's so erratic and spontaneous Mm -hmm. and mm, but let's not delve too deep for people who have not watched yes let's just ruin the finale for them
0: exactly (laughs) are we doing a formal spoiler alert or we have to
2: because there's no way we can talk about that black baby without (laughs) (laughs) without ruining it for people
1: yeah so consider yourself spoiled (laughs) yep Well, we just said a lot of nice things about the show, and now we can say some real things about the show. We can. Which is, I don't know about you guys, but I hate them all.
0: Huh. (laughs) I think you're meant to.
1: But what's the point in that? Why do we spend six years following people we hate? Hmm.
0: I could ask the same of Mad Men
2: predominantly a male cast
1: I but would I love say, Peggy of deeply and unlikable
2: men is there anybody yeah. in the cast of girls that you can think of other than Ray who is like and he's sort of neurotic and a little annoying at times but other than Ray like is there anybody on the cast that you're just like oh you know what I, and I hang out with them yeah
1: I like Shoshana in Japan me too
2: yes. Elijah and me can hang out I can sure. hang out with Elijah what I will say is I really
0: like the finale I think I'm in the minority Uh, Oh,
2: so let me lean back. I need to, to, yes, let's discuss.
0: Number one, I really liked that opening with the girls' logo all kind of coming together, Brady Bunch style, because it was the opposite of what then happened in the episode because it was teasing you. It was saying you're going to get this this finale where everything gets wrapped up and you see all of the characters and how they've progressed. And it wasn't at all. It was the story of, I think, two or three days maybe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep, in upstate New York, where Lena Dunham's character now lives. I thought it was great. I thought it was oh. really smart and kind of courageous to do that just instead of zooming out just to go right in. Um it didn't bring everything together. It was so quietly sad and unsatisfying, and
1: I think that's really apt.
2: <laughs> just like I don't want to be satisfied.
1: An unsatisfying ending to an unsatisfying show. <laughs>
2: I know, I I've genuinely, I'm going to defend
0: it. I think it's about being dissatisfied with life. Yeah. About how you don't get what you want so and you didn't get what you meaning
2: want. I think that's a larger meaning is that you, we are all dissatisfied and we're going to continue to be and you're not going to get any satisfaction. So I have a different up. take on girls than literally anyone else okay, I've spoken to. It.
0: I find it almost unbearably sad to watch. For some reason i think it's very funny mm-hmm. but i think it's it's like the comedy of it's cruelty a little melancholy yeah yeah I, for some reason it just scratches a nerve or like exposed bone and i find it really
2: poignant to the point where i've had to switch it off mm. and i've never spoken to anyone that's felt the same way. <laughs> I had to admit to myself that I wasn't watching it all this time because I like the show, but I was like watching it because there was something in me that was like Lena Dunham is a young, you know, right. woman and she's a creative and I want to support. Yeah. And there were times when I was watching episodes and I was like, you know what, I'm not, but I'm committed, so I'm gonna just finish watching it. And then I was like, I have to get to the finale. I have to see how it wraps up. It's the final season, and I guess that's why I'm so disappointed because I feel like here we are at the end. And I guess what you're saying, Carly, is it mirrors life. We're at the end, and I feel like Marnie ain't learned nothing. She's nope. still out here using men to like, you know, you know. She's and she's still oblivious to the fact that everybody hates her. She's mm-hmm. officially the worst. I she's think we can all agree the on worst. that. I feel like I have no closure on Jessa. Like, what happens to her and Adam? Did they just ride off into the sunset? Like, what? What is that about? After that little fling, when he runs back and he wants to raise a baby with Hannah, Shosh, who this man? <laughs> who is this? I don't know him. We've never seen him before.
1: Yeah, I think in terms of girls, kind of like what you're saying. That you felt like you had to watch to support her, I felt a little bit of that, but I also felt like it's such a cultural touchstone. There's always a think piece every episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hot take. and to be part of the culture, specifically the millennial culture on the internet, you kind of have to be in the know. You know, keep your enemies close. <laughs>
2: so I love the girl. The girl series was like an <laughs> arch enemy for you. You were just like, I need to make sure that I'm, I stay abreast.
1: Yeah. Like I said before, I keep coming back. So I'm a hater, but I'm also kind of a fan. Mm. <laughs> I have to fan a little bit if I have watched every single episode. Right. So what grade would you give the finale?
2: <sighs> because I, so here's the thing. Now I'm thinking about Carly. I was left unsatisfied, but was that the point? If that was the point, then it's an A because
1: she achieved that. You know, next time I produce a underwhelming podcast episode, <laughs> I'm going to be like, that was the point point you were supposed to be bored and that was my intention but know.
2: here's the larger question can series finales ever be satisfying it's hard i'm going to say
1: yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> literally most everybody who was there and watching most of them probably don't want the show to end anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So you're already, like, writing for people who love the show or who are at least committed enough to watch the series finale. They don't want the show to end. They all have their ideas about how they want it to wrap up. Like, I had my ideas about, like, okay, what's going to happen with Jess? I need to know. Mm-hmm. Like, what's, what's up with shows? Other people are watching, and they want to see different things happen. So can you ever really satisfy? You say yes. I do. I do. And I'll tell you for why. Two words. The Shield. Oh, I don't I want to. This is one. a
0: criminally underrated TV show. It's about 10 years old now Mm. and it's, I don't want to say it's a police procedural because that kind of denigrates it, but it is, it's not without its faults and it ran for quite a few seasons and some are better than others. The season with Glenn Close as the badass police captain is amazing, Mm. but basically it follows the lives of these incredibly corrupt cops based on real life people in LA and I think if you're going to look at an example of a finale that gets it exactly right, watch all of The Shield from start to finish. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) And then wind up on that two-part final because it is just even just thinking about it now, it is mind-blowingly good. Hmm. And I kind of don't want to go into too much detail about why that is. I will say that it deliberately uses anticlimax in one of the most clever ways I've ever seen, and I just think it's great. And more people should talk about how great this show is.
1: Did you cry? Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Jesus, you haven't seen it, have you?
1: No. Oh my <laughs> god. Well, I just am like, all right, are we talking about Carly? Cry territory, because then I'm like, all right, I, mean, I need to check. Like this out.
0: shock and awe, jaw on the floor, like some terrible things happen oh, in that uh,
1: finale. Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't just the like Carly tips her hat territory. Oh, because you know? I don't have time for a whole shield thing. <laughs> you know, so I have if oh, it was just a tip of the hat.
0: Oh no no no, it's all right. Worth the journey. And more recently, Mad Men. I'd say mm. I was
2: really satisfied with that finale, really? but nobody else seemed to be. I, I see. I have not been satisfied in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been satisfied with a, a series finale. I don't I can't think of one that I was just like, yes, they did that right. And I don't know, maybe if it's I just have like abandonment issues, like you're not doing this, <laughs> like you're not breaking up with me. Yeah. It's just not about you. It's just not. It's just not. But I can say like shock and all, like Boardwalk Empire. I watched that one. I was from mm. beginning to end. And at the end I was like really angry because they killed off one of my favorite characters. Just when you thought he was gonna be free, you were like, Listen, you don't work so oh. hard. Like you done been here. We like this is <sighs> dead. Um <laughs> also will and grace
1: what happened in the end of that so
2: in will and grace it was like there was always this tension in the entire show uh, between like like will basically being sort of like her husband or her companion right and then she when she got married or she went off into the sunset and she got back with harry connick jr i don't remember his character name i think but, just harry connick jr yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, like pretty much <laughs> contractually he's not allowed to play anyone it, but harry yeah, connick jr yeah, did yeah, you know that that's pretty <laughs> much it so uh, like if i remember correctly He went away for like Doctors Without Borders or something like that. He cheated on her. She was like heartbroken. She like she was all like Will pick up the pieces. She was like super depressed about it, and she got better. And you know she you know she finally got on her like new number who (laughs) this, and and then (laughs) you like who (laughs) (laughs) this. Then he showed up, and then Will was really angry about the fact that she went back to him. And so the this show ended with like them going separate ways and their friendship what? being like yeah like their their friendship fracturing. But then her, Jesus. If I, if I remember correctly like she and him had a child together and then it ended with like them being older and they met in the hallway or something like that and and then they it was like they, they left the door open to like will they be friends again? Oh my god, I'm upset. Or whatever. And I was like, no. hey, you're not going to no not no. after they've been friends for this long. You're not going to let them. Break up over a relationship.
1: This is called Will and Grace, not Will and Grace Grace over there. Thank
2: you. No. So I had my feelings about that. And then I never watched Lost, but I know people were pissed about that. Oh, I know about that
0: too. I wouldn't even call that a TV show, to be honest. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa.
2: Shots fired, dated shots fired. People were pissed about Roseanne.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I I have to say, anytime there's like some trick where it's like they were dead the whole time, or Mm -hmm. he was dead the whole Mm -hmm. time, or it was a dream. I just think it's so cheap and dumb. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, "Why is that?" And it's like, "Well, I don't like caring about fake shit." But then huh. I'm like, "All of it's fake shit. <laughs> it's all pretend. It's yeah. fictional." So, I don't know if I'm valid to have that Interesting. response. What? But I, I would it feels say wrong.
2: One of the most unsatisfying season finales would have to be The Sopranos. I don't know if you
1: guys watched that one at all.
0: <gasps> now, see, people people I liked it.
2: Were we
0: just have
1: <laughs> such different tastes. You guys are clearly. like crossfire. Where they have one Republican, <laughs> oh God, oh God. one Democrat. No, But anyway, you guys are very...
2: I just like my nice today. little bow. I think I like my bow on oh. things. And and Carly's okay with I it. I don't want the like, bow. I want Give to take the bow off. Bow. Give me my bow. You don't take me through all these episodes and all these seasons. And, and, and Tony has been on the brink. And I don't know if he dead or alive.
1: Yeah, I he's, don't know how he's it,
0: dead. We
2: don't know. Oh yeah. come on! It just cut to black. That's what happens when you die mm-hmm. And so there are even reports like I, I had went back into the time machine and I read some reviews, and there are like reports of people sort of like thinking that their cable went out or that their television oh, yeah. or their oh power God. went out because it, it went to black, so you didn't know what happened to him. Wait, was
0: that real? I just assumed that was like a PR stunt that the oh, no, HBO I about. was like, what the? F-
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not now, Tom. Pass. <laughs> not today. Satan. Mm. Yeah, not today,
0: Satan. (laughs) Well, what I will say is there's definitely a value to like a show's creator getting to do what they want for the finale, because Mm -hmm. one of my favorite shows in the world is a show called Deadwood, which is set in basically the old Ah. Wild West. And it ends like it's insane, (laughs) but not in a kind (laughs) of, uh, you know, (laughs) that was
1: like the kind of fart you let out thinking it's going to be silent (laughs) and then you can hear it. That was a
0: cheek sneak. So really I have, the stage has been set for this big like almost Shakespearean showdown and then it literally just goes and all the air goes out of it and then it's and scene and I kind of looked it up because I thought this can't be right because everything else is so intentional and perfect and it turns out that yeah that wasn't the finale they wanted to do HBO cancelled it
1: oh yeah and they would like to wrap it up
0: now quickly
1: these networks are messing around with content which brings me to my worst season finale okay. or series finale my nice segue of all time okay in my life
2: wait wait give us a clue see if we can I guess think it. i know
1: what do you think it is it
2: involves numbers in the title no oh okay what did you it think it was 90210 <laughs> is it gilmore girls
1: no i have issues with the way that wrapped up okay but okay it's not the worst felicity
2: <gasps> that was on my list too. never seen Honey, it mate never it went seen down here ever since she cut her hair it was no get back
1: well here there's that but they were going to finish their allotted episodes that the network said they could have which was something like 18 episodes mm-hmm. they finished their 18 they had an ending it was done it was she, wrapped she graduated there was a whole like does she follow Ben again across country because he has this baby with this lady mm-hmm. I don't know him And then the network comes back and is like, no, no, no. Yeah. Something didn't work out. Now we need five more episodes from you guys. So the way they had to write it is time travel. Felicity goes back in time to the beginning of her senior year, knowing what she knows now and like does everything differently. The only person of color dies (laughs) for no reason. Well, you know, that's what they do to us. We don't last long. We need to kill someone. It's like like an 80s horror
2: movie. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much.
1: First to go. And this time travel thing was just so out of nowhere. There were like supernatural elements in past seasons because she had a roommate who had a box and she's like, don't touch my box. And then one episode, (laughs) they're inside the box. Not that box, a shoe box. Well, you did say college and
2: you did say roommate, so
1: experimentation. <laughs> okay. But they find themselves in the box in a Twilight Zone type of episode. So, you know, they've done it in the past, but the whole time travel thing for five episodes was crazy. And then she wakes up and it was a fever. And it's like, all right, time oh, travel on top of fever. For goodness sake, I'm sick of it. And so, Felicity and I started off on on the right foot and got off on the wrong one.
2: Anybody yeah. remember how Allie McBeal ended? No, no. me neither. <laughs> I just know that it went away.
1: All I know is Dancing Baby co-ed bathrooms. Yeah.
0: What I will say is it sounds like the creators of Felicity caught a late night showing of The Devil's Advocate on cable. That's how that ends, where he's like, whoa, I just woke up again.
1: The creator of Felicity is also the creator of Lost, J.J. J. Abrams.
0: Oh. Oh. oh,
2: it's all... Common
1: denominator. <laughs> it's
2: all sorted then. He's just shit.
1: <laughs> he just can't end things.
2: Well, I don't know. I don't think there's any way for a writer and producer to break up with their audience. Hmm. Mm. But it, does it have to be a breakup? Do you feel that you're owed something? I is do. it like, I you put in me. the time? I put in my time. We're How many wrap hours? This up. What happened to <laughs> Jessa, Lena.
0: Lena. where is But Jessalina? isn't it wonderful, you don't know. You have no idea. That woman is a total fuck up. She's going to cruise through life, messing up, falling off cliffs. I was much more hopeful. I was like, Jessa gonna no, get her
2: life together. No. This is why and- I can't
0: watch Girls. I find it unbearable. <laughs>
1: Female what failure. What about Marnie? You think
2: Marnie is gonna, Marnie's ever going to stop? Don't I, don't. I don't know. So we don't I'm know. getting stressed just so talking about So my colleague, I'm a tweeter today.
1: Well, I just had a vision of you outside of her house with a sign that says, <laughs> tell me what happened to <laughs> Jessup. they kind of say anything? So. And then Carly's next to you with a sign of her own saying, don't listen just, to Jamidra. <laughs> it was don't fine. I liked it. And then I'm there drinking a margarita because I don't oh. care that much.
2: It was slappy. The final season was sloppy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was bloody brilliant.
1: So, the end of this segment is probably going to leave people feeling underwhelmed, and some mm-hmm. people will think it's fine. But yeah. Yeah. this is where it ends.
0: <gasps> Whoa, I just woke
2: up.
1: Oh my God, me too.
2: <gasps> oh my God, it's 2016. It was all Wait. a dream.
1: Not that again. <laughs> <laughs> Never that. 2016, stay dead. Oh,
0: Guys, one thing I hope you know about me is that I'm a big fan of excellent headlines. (laughs) And so, scrolling through my newsfeed, when I see this from The New Yorker, the profound silence of Kendall Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) Profound. How can I not click or tap with my thumb, as is the case. Because I was on mobile in bed. Yeah. Basically, The New Yorker dedicated quite a few words to what they deemed to be this really interesting facet of model Kendall Jenner's personality Mm -hmm. which she doesn't say much in comparison to her more garrulous sisters and it was making all of these comparisons about like silent mystique versus chatty you know lack of mystique I guess the word Uh. would be and just kind of making some real imaginative leaps that I thought huh. Those are some stretches too far. (laughs) But anyway, it's fun. Go and read it. And uh, I really love when people treat seemingly silly topics with great seriousness online. I think it's the best thing in the world. So the question I wanted to bring to you guys is the power of shutting the hell up Mm. as a famous person and like the worth that places on you. Is, Is that still a thing in 2017? So
2: listen. I'm going to open this up <laughs> by reciting some wise words from my junior high school English slash PE teacher, Mr. Guidry. Hey, he did double duty. Shout out, Mr. Guidry. And he used to tell us all the time, it is better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all oh, doubt. Mr. Oh. Mr. Guidry. Mr. Guidry always said that. So um, <clears throat> so yeah. that's it. I'm just <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> You're like, I'll just leave it with Mr. Guidry. I'm just not going to say anything else.
1: Certain times, someone speaking up too much Mm -hmm. has led me to not be able to like them anymore.
0: In real life as well as fake life. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I didn't have a single problem with Susan Sarandon until 2016. None of us did, mate. None of us (sighs) did. She is everywhere talking about everything. Not very well. In the most problematic way. (laughs) And so she's off the list. Jennifer Lawrence, I find wonderful, unless she's talking about scratching her butt on sacred rocks in Hawaii. Yes. So I wish she hadn't said that, because then it's like, oh, you still like Jennifer Lawrence? Did you hear about the rock thing? I'm like,
0: yes, I've heard of the rock thing. She's an example of someone who seems to be talking to fill space. It's like when you're in a conversation Mm -hmm. with someone, a little bit of a silence descends. And it's your choice whether you make it awkward or not. And some people just kind of just fucking stuff it with words. Pack them down.
1: Lena Dunham, while we're on the topic, Mm -hmm. says a lot. Including things like, I never had an abortion, but I wish I had. Mm. I wish I'd felt that. I dovetail with her on a lot of things. Mm. I think she just gets caught up in interviews and is just, like, speaking her mind and feels comfortable in these spaces now. And you should maybe pause a little bit. I'm mm. always
2: le- like, Lena... Y- you need more people. Like check in with somebody yeah. about a statement like that before you just say it.
1: And that was on her podcast. I know, like they I had know. a chance to edit that out.
0: She just yeah. But mm-hmm. it's image management, I guess, because it, it made me think about the the famous figures who are famously silent or deliberately cryptic mm-hmm. or just really selective about giving interviews, like Beyoncé for quite a few years did not give any interviews you mm-hmm. didn't know what she was thinking because she didn't say it so it all got to speak through the art so when something like lemonade comes out no wonder there's a thousand think pieces and hot takes trying to dissect
2: exactly what every frame means because she's not telling us mm-hmm. well see i appreciate that though like i like artists like another one for me alia after she passed what, i was gonna say what? she's been quiet <laughs> she's been quiet i mean alia when she nobody knew she was dating dame dash when she was alive She was very silent. And I granted, it was before social media and a lot of Mm -hmm. other stuff. But she wasn't in the tabloids and right on magazines and all the little like fresh magazines that I used to read. There were pictures of her, her bangs and her swoop. You got a little bit of lip gloss. Mm -hmm. You got a Tommy Hilfiger outfit and some belly and some dance moves. And keep it moving. And keep it moving. Mm -hmm. She wasn't putting her business out there. And so I appreciate that. Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Oprah is like, statement is right here. And? Don't ask any questions. That's about as much as you're going to get. But
0: isn't that interesting that she's so public and so vocal and then you kind of like take, you know, you look under the hood and there's actually not a lot of words there she's or like, not a lot th- of personal words. She's
2: like, I'm not saying anything. She's like, yep, Stedman is right there. It's
1: she's like, like, I'll talk about your broke down life.
0: This is the thing. It's like those people <laughs> that you mine. speak to and you realize that within five minutes you have given them everything. You gave everything uh-huh. away mm-hmm. and they gave you nothing in return. There are certain people who are
2: really good at that. Watch yeah. out for yeah. them.
1: Watch out for them. I'm People
2: who have ruined my perception forever. Uh oh. Stacy Dash. Oh, and God. I blame myself because I wheeled her back into existence a few years ago, maybe five <laughs> or six years ago. I was like, you know who I miss? Stacy Dash. Shouldn't have said Where that. Where is Stacy Dash? And then she came back out with this show. She was on Single Ladies for a little bit, and I was like, I see you, girl. And then it hit the fan, and I just wish yeah. that she had not. And like, that's not to say that celebrities can't have opinions and they can't speak up. I just, I'm just gonna say that we not, we not as cool as we used to be.
1: Did you say her name three times in a mirror?
2: Uh, I think I did. I think that was part of the problem.
0: She came out with a hook. <laughs> Well, it's funny because like authors and writers have been playing that like cryptic silence game for years, like like Harper Lee and J.D. Salinger, like making this reputation on not saying a thing and yeah. all the benefit that that brings. But it's funny that the New Yorker seized upon Kendall Jenner as the <laughs> example of silence because, again, models have been doing that for a long time. It's like just stand there, Sphinx-like. Don't say a word, just look pretty. Like Kate Moss did that for so long mm-hmm. and you know, didn't really give interviews. Nobody knew what her speaking voice sounded like. And the time that she had to speak is when she got doing coke in a recording studio a few years ago with Pete <laughs> yeah. Doherty and had to embark on this kind of PR campaign to repair herself. And the first thing she did was to make this god-awful Virgin Media uh, commercial. And it featured her voice for the very first time. And she's squeaky. She's a squeaky South Londoner. She's from Croydon. You know what? I don't think I've ever heard her voice before. I it's haven't either. Squeaky as hell. Another person who, like, they open their mouth and you're like, huh? Didn't think that would be your voice, David Beckham. Oh boy, he's another I don't think I've ever heard have.
2: him. Uh, maybe I should. It's like it'll run in there's a him. reason why.
0: Oh, he made Victoria's my wife.
2: Is that the name's it?
0: David? David's so great. You could uh, join us in the studio. Of yesterday. course, I
1: love the cooler. <laughs> you spent some time in South Africa. Today. I don't.
2: I yes. don't think that I've ever.
1: I'm a man of the world, but I always voice. make time for the cooler.
2: <laughs> oh. No her name as funny as I think. It
1: is. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> uh, Tyrese.
2: Yeah. Or do you mean don't speak? Just yes. Don't just saying. You sing, honey. You don't need to give anybody advice about relationships <sighs> or about what women should do with their body. Just say you, less. Just yeah. say less and just. Sing. Isn't there that like negotiation technique where you ask for what you want? And
0: then you shut the hell up. Just silence. And then people rush to fill the silence. Just right. Silence. I think silence draws us in. And I think it's it's, it's like so rare these days. It's, it's such a premium. It's
2: kind of insane. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Girl, I really am one. trying because I wanna I want to. Just <laughs> just once again, you and Lena need to get together and just talk to somebody and just say, Listen, let me run this past you before I say it into a microphone during an interview. Get Someone honest. who
1: has a loud mouth that I love. Hmm. share on Twitter. Yes. (laughs) If you haven't seen her tweets. I've never seen her tweets. Caps for no reason. Full caps. Commas for no reason. Crazy ideas. A lot of them are political. A lot of emojis. Here's my favorite. iPad freezing up. Maybe it's overwhelmed because it just realized a fabulous diva was touching it.
2: Hello. Can't
1: really blame it. (laughs) Snap out of it.
2: (laughs) I I love that you had your share going
1: on. Love her. Also, Rosie O'Donnell has a lot to say in her, like, disjointed, weird poetry, mm. which she sometimes puts in books, and then I buy it and read it on airplanes. And, really? And, you know, judge me if you want to. Oh, no, but, I never would. But guess what? You're not friends with Rosie O'Donnell on Twitter, and I am.
0: <laughs> you know that someone following you doesn't mean you're friends. I was going to say, define friends. Said, friends can we do-
1: <laughs> Is it strong? We DM'd one time.
0: Oh, my. When were you going to mention that?
1: Just now. Oh. <laughs> She, she slid right in there. She wanted me to change my profile photo. She was like, why are you covering your face in your profile photo? And I was oh like, my oh my God, God, I must change it immediately. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what does she like? She likes musicals. So I photoshopped <gasps> my face onto Maria's body on Sound of Music. Of course. So that's, her that's favorite.
0: why you had that. You did that for Rosie.
1: I did it for Rosie. Oh my God. She did not respond to that. <laughs> Huh. That's where our friendship has stalled. But <clears throat> we still follow each other. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say, she speaks her mind. I want to hear more of it. I wish she was still on the View.
2: Huh. Oh, the View.
1: That's another say less. Like Whoopi could say less on that show. <laughs>
2: oh, that's another one. Sorry, I forgot she's on my list. Oof. The bad list. Whoopi. Yeah. Shit list. She, she's she like, just, I mean, uh,
1: was it rape,
2: rape? No, or no, Or no, just no, like,
1: no. you know, just a little bit, of, no. just a little touch in it. You're like, no, Whoopi.
0: What I will say is, every single day I walk the line between thinking I should talk more, speak up, let myself be heard. And thinking I
2: should just stop talking altogether.
1: I want you to come in tomorrow as a mime, like dressed up. And just be like making a wall and being like, I can't attend the meeting because I'm not, I can't speak. I just
2: can't speak
0: today. Or maybe we should end this with some advice from me that I feel like I might have given on the cooler before. Stop me if I have. Go into work and don't say very much and see what happens. People will treat you very differently. I tried it a couple Uh. of years ago. It was so effective that I actually had to stop doing it because it scared me. When you're not rushing in to fill silent spaces with like uh, platitudes and like, hey, thanks, sorry. Uh, What's you, the effectiveness? What happened? I don't want to know. People treat you differently. I'm just saying.
1: In a bad way or a good way?
0: In a very interesting way that might surprise you.
1: So you hold the power. You do.
2: Ooh. Oh, I forgot to mention you yeah. can't
0: smile. Oh.
2: That's that's oh, the key. Listen, people are going to worry about me. <laughs> if I come in quiet and not smiling,
1: Uh-oh.
2: something's wrong. That's cause for concern.
1: They're like, stereotypes are right. She's an angry black woman She's an angry
2: black woman I told you all this time She doesn't so want a angry. kiki with
1: me <laughs> Not everyone gets a kiki, okay? Not everyone There were no kikis for, kikis for all Kikis are not for everyone <laughs> So all that to say Shut up
2: Pretty much Should I whistle Or this one? Or
1: we could say nicer Don't speak oh I know, God. just I knew what you will say. So please stop explaining Don't tell me cause it hurts So I've received some feedback mm-hmm. about okay. our Peak in the Pit song. Couple of notes. Guess who's obsessed with it? Uh, oh. Rosie O'Donnell. That is correct. Yes. She loves it. She <laughs> DM'd me just now and said, I love all of your work, but mm. specifically that jingle. Specifically. So shall we, Jamidra Come
2: on. It's the, the peak, peak in the, the Pit. Hey! The, the peak, peak in the Pit. Hey!
1: This week's pit goes to something called MOG. Do you guys drink wine?
0: Yes, always. Mm. When do you have to ask?
1: <laughs> Only on days okay. ending with day. <laughs> so, this is a warning to you guys and also all of the winos out there. Oh.
0: <laughs> Can we not use the phrase winos? I find that very judgmental.
1: Hey, Wino well, Forever. <laughs> oh, it says it on our logo of the podcast. Are we still like okay making
0: the... Johnny Depp references?
1: He's officially on the problematic list. <sighs> you know, I think of it more as a Winona reference. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, MOG stands for Matter Other Than Grapes.
0: Oh, God, no. Are you going to tell
2: me all of the secret things in my wine?
1: So when you buy a cheap bottle of wine...
2: So, no, mm-mm.
1: Like, two-buck chucks seem celebratory I'm a and going fine. And cover why, my ears now, why? I don't
2: need to hear this.
1: Are you going
0: to tell me there's, there's actually quite a lot of chuck in two-buck chuck?
1: <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so, some wineries and vineyards use machines that indiscriminately no. gather grapes. From branches. You're gonna tell me there's like rats mm. and birds in there, aren't you? That is what I'm going to say. Oh, there wow. are birds, insects, snakes, reptiles of all kinds. And they just grind it up, put it in a bottle, you drink it. Why? Wine doesn't taste that good. <laughs> what do you mean? Now it won't. <laughs> I recently came out to my friends as someone who only <laughs> drinks- like, really? really? I was like, oh. recently? <laughs> <laughs> the cat's out of the
2: bed? They didn't the cat is down the street, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the cat is
0: living his best life.
1: The cat's in Tahiti <laughs> on vacation for a while now with another cat. <laughs> <laughs> a gay one. <laughs> so this particular cat is about me only drinking wine and pretending to like it for social reasons. I actually don't like it.
0: Huh? You don't like wine at all?
1: I like tequilas, whiskeys oh my
0: god you're -hmm. like me age 13 i used to get given little glasses of champagne and then pour them in the nearest potted plant
1: it's not good so now i have a reason to point to like "Mm, i don't drink wine because there are birds birds and beaks
0: yes yeah and
1: i don't need that in my life you know Mm.
0: what i don't want any claws and beaks in my
1: pinot yeah so pit of the week to all the people who refuse to tell us that until this very moment Mm. pit of the week to birds
2: for killing off yeah. my, my, like, enjoyment. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Go die somewhere else. Exactly. Let's blame the victim. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> you need to respect our elders. They are former oh. dinosaurs. Stay off
2: the grapes, is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if you want to know more about MOG and which wines have it, head on over to kqed.org pop for an article all about this nastiness. All right. Let's leave that behind. Okay. And reach for the peak. Reach for the stars. You may have heard of this feature piece with one Rachel Dolezal. I think she actually pronounces it Dolezal. Well, she pronounces it as a Nigerian name. I now, was gonna say because oh. she changed her Which, whole situation. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce.
2: She can't even. You know what? I'm just gonna,
1: <laughs> be, I'm gonna be kind. This piece was written by a woman named Ijoma Aluo for the stranger.com and it's called "The Heart of Whiteness." great
2: title that's similar to the heart of the ocean is it from Titanic
1: well actually this this piece is as sparkly and and valuable as that okay and I'm gonna pull out a few lines but I want you to go and find it and read it for yourself because the entire thing is amazing from the beginning quote I'm sitting across from Rachel Dolezal and she looks white (sighs) not a little white not racially ambiguous Dolezal looks really really white (sighs) I'm in. Are you in? In. I'm in. I'm it in. Here's another little fun part. After an exchange where Dolazal said that selling crafts to buy new clothes in her youth was the same as chattel slavery.
2: No, she didn't say that. I don't believe that.
1: So Ijoma says, I want to remind Dolazal that she is a former black history professor who has degrees in art, not black history, African history or American history. But I don't. I'm trying not to get kicked out of her place early. Mm. Oh. Ijima also does not go easy on her subjects, which is, you know, when you're interviewing someone, you want to be on their good side so they can open up. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to hold them to task when mm. they're like right there. So Ijima doesn't feel that same way. Mm. She does not go easy. Here's what she writes. Maybe in a dusty eastern Washington town like Spokane, where only 2% of the people are black, something as, quote, exotic as box braids might be enough to convince the locals that you are not white. But I cannot imagine this working elsewhere. I'm looking right at her. I know what white people look like. I decide to say so. Hello. Going what in.
2: Whoa. Well, I mean, there is, I mean, when, when the photos were released, there were a lot of questions about, like, were there any black people?
1: Who were convinced.
2: Who were convinced. <laughs> Like, if she would have went down to Atlanta with that that song and dance, I'm... No.
1: And she ends it with a wallop. I'm just going to read this. Take it as you will. Perhaps it really was that simple. I couldn't escape Rachel Dolezal because I can't escape white supremacy. And it is white supremacy that told an unhappy and outcast white woman that black identity was hers for the taking. It is white supremacy that told her that any black people who questioned her were obviously uneducated and unmotivated to rise to her level of wokeness. It is white supremacy that then elevated this display of privilege into the dominating conversation on black female identity in America. It is white supremacy that decided that it was worth a book deal, national news coverage, Mm. and yes, even this interview. Oh, It is so good, you guys it need is to read it really Peak of the week to E Joma Oh man You did that Go read Our song of the week is by a former member of One Direction
2: Oh god, <laughs> I think I know what it is
1: It's called Sign of the Times by Harry Styles
2: Oh gosh, is, I thought, are you going to say Zayn? There are more of them?
1: There are more of them okay. They're like uh, gremlins, they multiply <laughs> If you can't hook up with Zane, Hook up with Harry He's the second most attractive one. And he makes good music. And I knew there would be some hesitation in the room, so I crafted, I've crafted a few reasons why you should give him a chance. I'm listening. <laughs> he recently gave an interview to Rolling Stone. I read the whole thing. Loved it. <laughs> and here are some takeaways that might change your mind. He understands the value of young girls. Not everyone does. Go on. <laughs> you you want to <laughs> reframe this?
0: Oh Well he does style himself as like a latter day Mick Jagger So that would be entirely
1: appropriate I like that Just listen to the man's words Okay. Who's to say that young girls who like pop music Have worse musical taste than a 30 year old hipster guy That's not up to you to say Young girls like the Beatles You gonna tell them that they're not serious How can you say young girls don't get it They're our future Our future doctors, lawyers, mothers, presidents They kind of keep the world going Teenage girls fans They don't lie Okay Carly? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to stay silent
1: since we discussed the value of that. And she's not smiling. <laughs> I am. Actually, though. she is. I am. I can't stop. He bought Stevie Nicks a cake.
2: That's it? Yeah, you just I mean, said the cake part like it was. I was waiting for some. I mean,
1: that is. <gasps> I guess you don't care about the things I care about. <laughs> he loves Fleetwood Mac, so he went to a Stevie Nicks concert, brought her a carrot cake, and said, Piped her name onto it. She loved it. Glad she liked carrot cake. <laughs> you were just full of full of accents this episode. <laughs> wonderful. I just find that very cute that he respects his elders and knows the history of music. Stevie's queen.
0: Mm. Fleetwood Mac's having a bit of a resurgence. My brothers like Fleetwood Mac. My teenage brothers. They listen to them in the oh, car.
1: It's because Harry Styles has made it trendy again.
0: <laughs> I very much doubt that's why that is. And I'm
1: thankful to him for that. So, of course, this reporter brings up Taylor Swift because they used to date for one month of their lives. Oh, they did, huh? And his response to this being brought up made me laugh. He said, I got to pee first. This might be a long one. <laughs> and then he says, actually, you can say he went for a pee and never came back.
0: <laughs> oh, that's quite funny, actually.
1: And then he does come back and he was very gracious about Taylor Swift's songs that she wrote about him. He says, I mean, I don't know if they're about me or not. I'm lucky if everything we went through helped create those songs. And then he said, she doesn't need me to tell her that they're great. They're great songs. It's the most amazing unspoken dialogue ever.
0: Oh, okay. Keeping it classy. I see where you're going here. That's that's a very classy response.
1: He kept it classy about Zayn saying mean things about One Direction. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. Yeah. He said things like, if I was sat at a dinner date with a girl, I would play some cool shit. You know what I mean? I want to make music that I think is cool shit. Oh. One Direction is not cool shit, apparently. Mm. And Harry said, I think it's a shame he felt that way, but I never wish anything but luck to anyone doing what they love. Okay, I've, I've been won over. That's, Officially? That's a, That's a classy yes. maneuver. Just a few more. He watches rom coms on Netflix to wind down and <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not only just to wind <laughs> down. <laughs> and he is so familiar with Nicholas Sparks that he calls him Nicky Spee
0: Wait, hang on a minute. No, we're we're falling right into this trap. This uh, is so PR calculated machine. to P appeal R to R us. Machine. The the wokeness, the feminist-ness, mm-hmm. the Nicholas sparksnessness My face ain't changed. No, so I'm waiting. No
1: no not buying it well that doesn't matter to him because his aspiration in life (laughs) is to be happy just like beyonce he wishes as well he says i always said at the very beginning all i wanted was to be the granddad with the best stories and the best shelf of artifacts and bits and trinkets so i think he's a wonderful young lad Mm -hmm. and his song is pretty good well, let's
2: hear it. I'm not. Um, I can't make any promises. Go yeah, ahead. Don't make them. <laughs> <laughs> Basically,
0: right. someone fell asleep in the bath listening to David Bowie's Heroes. That's all I'll say. Damn.
1: I mean, not entirely inaccurate. Nope. But, but I like it anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the death <laughs> of the thin white duke did not leave a vacancy. Styles. Back off. Or stand back. Stand back. I should say. There you go. If you're such a Stevie Nicks
1: fan. Boom. So, listeners, make your own judgments. Take it away, Harry. We never
2: Our podcast, Papa
1: David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show, and thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also, rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am, excuse my beauty, without the first D on Twitter.
0: I am at teacup in the bay.
2: I am at Demetra says.
1: Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.